Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Ezekiel chapter 8. Ezekiel sees in vision the wickedness and abominations of the Jews in Jerusalem. He sees idolatry practiced in the temple itself. Verse 1, And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in mine house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell there upon me. Then I beheld, and lo, a likeness as the appearance of fire, from the appearance of his loins even downward, fire, and from his loins even upward, as the appearance of brightness, as the color of amber. So what he's seeing here is, an, is a vision of a person. And he put forth the form of an hand, and took me by a lock of mine head, And the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven, and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate that looketh toward the north, where was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provoketh to jealousy. Though Ezekiel was residing in Babylon, among the exiles, he was brought in the visions of God to the temple in Jerusalem. Here in the temple, Jehovah shows to the prophet the various kinds of idolatry which Israel is practicing, both publicly and privately, not merely in the temple, but throughout the whole land. The arrangement of these different forms of idolatry in four groups or abomination scenes, which which the prophet sees both in and from the court of the temple, belong to the visionary drapery of this divine revelation. That was by Kiel and Delich. Verse 4, Behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, according to the vision that I saw in the plain. Then said he unto me, Son of man, lift up thine eyes, now the way toward the north. So I lifted up mine eyes the way toward the north, and behold, northward at the gate of the altar was this image of jealousy in the entry. He said, Furthermore unto me, Son of man, seest thou what they do, even the great abominations that the house of Israel committeth here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary, but turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations. And he brought me to the door of the court, and when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. Then said he unto me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I had digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, Go in, and behold the wicked abominations that they do here. So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping things and abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. And there stood before them seventy men of the ancients, or elders, of the house of Israel, and in the midst of them stood Jazaniah the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark, every man in the chambers of his imagery? For they say, The Lord seeth us not, the Lord hath forsaken the earth. It is very likely that these images portrayed on the wall were the objects of Egyptian adoration. The ox, the ape, the dog, the crocodile, the ibis, the scarabaeus or beetle, and various other things. It appears that these were privately worshipped by the Sanhedrin or great Jewish council consisting of 70 or 72 persons. Six chosen out of every tribe as representatives of the people. 
The images were portrayed upon the wall as we find those ancient idols are on the walls of the tombs of the kings and nobles of Egypt. That was by Clark. <clears throat> it is significant that such worship took place in the dark. This fact, in addition to the necessity Ezekiel was under to dig through the wall to see in, indicates that ancient Israelites knew of the Lord, but sought to hide their abominable practices from him. They said, The Lord seeth us not. Such is often the case among those who perform unrighteous acts. How foolish it is for any to assume that they can hide their acts from God's all-seeing eye. The statement made by Elder President, or Spencer, Spencer W. Kimmel concerning God's omniscience was as applicable in Ezekiel's time as it is today. There are no corners so dark, no desert so uninhabited, no canyon so remote, no automobile so hidden, no home so tight and shut in, but that the all-seeing one can penetrate and observe. Verse 13, He said also unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations, that they do. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north, and behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz, or the Amorite god, or Amorite idol. <clears throat> According to Dremelo, Tammuz was a deity worshipped both in Babylonia and in Phoenicia, the same as the Greek Adonis. He appears to have been a god of the spring, and the myth regarding him told of his earthly, of his early death and of the descent of Iztar, his bride, into the underworld to search of him. The death of Tammuz symbolized the destruction of the spring vegetation by the heat of summer, and it was celebrated annually by seven days of women's mourning in the fourth month, or June or July, which was called Tammuz. This superstition had been introduced into Jerusalem. Verse 15, Then said he unto me, Hast thou Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. Poor Ezekiel has to look at this. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men, with their backs towards the temple of the Lord, and their faces toward the east, and they worshipped the sun toward the, toward the east, i.e., the sun god of Egyptians, or father of the gods. Sun worship was practiced by the Canaanites, but lately had been reintroduced from Assyria. Between the porch and the altar was the place where the priests offered prayer, with their faces, of course, towards the temple. In this spot, with their backs to the temple, the adoration of the sun took place, as complete a renunciation of, of Jehovah as possible. Verse 17, Then he said unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the, the abominations which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence, and have returned to provoke me to anger, and lo, they put the branch to their nose. Although it is not clear what the expression put the branch to their nose means, and there are differences of opinion among the scholars, a comment from Dump from Dumelo may be helpful. He wrote that the ex expression was usually explained as a ceremony connected with sun worship. Persian sun worshippers held bunches of the twigs of certain of certain trees between their mouths that they might not contaminate the sun with their breath. Okay, that's kind of Verse 18, Therefore will I also deal in fury, mine eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity, and though they cry in mine ears with a loud voice, yet will I not hear them. So anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. You understand this? Some of this is kind of strange, isn't it? Anyway, see you next time. Bye.